Welcome to Run, Build, Grow, the podcast that laces up its running shoes and dives deep into the heart of the communal spirit of running. I'm your host, Andrew Ware, and I'm thrilled to take you on this exhilarating journey where we explore the stories that go beyond the pavement. I'd like to begin this episode by inviting you to support this podcast by following or subscribing using your favorite podcasting app or finding it online at communityrunpod.com. While you're online, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate and review the podcast to help others notice how much you enjoy it. If you leave a review, I will read those reviews in the next podcast. Share the podcast with your run community as we continue to grow on the run and beyond. And if you would like to support the podcast monetarily, you can become a Runnin' Rev Patreon and help support the Runnin' Rev Run Club with a monthly donation. Head on over to patreon.com slash runninrev and a monthly donation of any amount is appreciated. Become a patron and get a shout out in each episode. In this episode, I'm having a conversation with Chris Mason, who is a member of the Richmond running community, just all sorts of different groups that he is a part of and many different places that he runs. I really wanted to have this conversation uh, to extend beyond the Hampton Roads running area where I am located, knowing uh, also the Richmond running area where I moved from before I came to Hampton Roads and knowing Chris. This is a great story as we learn a little bit more about Chris's run journey and Chris's presence in the Richmond community and how they have helped him to grow. So let's jump into this conversation. All right, welcome in everybody to another episode of Run, Build, Grow. Today, I am joined by a Richmond running native. So we're working ourselves out of uh, Hampton Roads here. Uh, but I'm joined today by Chris Mason. Chris, how are you doing today? Pretty well. Thanks for the invite. Happy to talk on the podcast and represent the RVA. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So for those of you who listen to this, you kind of know me. My two big running communities that I love are Hampton Roads and Richmond. And I often say, you know, I always love to do to be a part of both those clubs. Before I moved back to Hampton Roads, I lived in Richmond. It was absolutely just it's where I refound my love for running. It's where I mean, just amazingly great races. Uh, You know, I'm sure we'll talk about it, Chris, but the Richmond Marathon is labeled, you know, America's most friendly marathon. Um, and I often tell folks, I often tell folks, there's no race in Richmond that you do where you feel like you're like alone on the course. Cause it's just either lined or great runners just all over the place. Uh, so as we dive into our conversation about community today, Chris, what makes your running community the best? Uh, you know, what I love about Richmond is it's just so all inclusive. I love Richmond. When I first started running about 10 years ago, I thought Richmond was just a city of what I consider. This is my term runner bobs like runner bobs and jays like legitimate fast the quick right and so it was initially intimidating to me because that was my perception of the city but as i continued to run in richmond you you know you've got all kinds of variations of people that are running it doesn't matter fast slow there's some people that absolutely want to run to get quicker and run for that next pr but there's some people that just want to run for the social component of it and everybody that's listening to this as a runner knows how big socially running is for us and so mm-hmm. that's what I love about Richmond. You know, it doesn't matter if you're sub sevens or if you're twelves or thirteens. The city embraces you and embraces you at every mm-hmm. race, at every training run, every training program. And so that may be the same for other cities. I don't know, but for Richmond, for RVA, that's what I love about it. It's just all encompassing. 
And so you are on the the board. You have a leadership role in what's known as the Richmond Roadrunners Club, uh, which for those of you listening is kind of like the big area club for Richmond and where a lot of run clubs kind of coalesce around. Um, and so what made you want to get involved with the Richmond Roadrunners in the first place? You know, for me, it was about giving back. And it was also a little bit about you know, there's ebbs and flows to every club, every organization, right? So you've got people who've been around for years and years and years. Uh, and then you want to bring in some fresh perspectives and some fresh, you know, um, takes on, on things. And so a couple of people had reached out to me trying to bring in somebody, you know, maybe in their 30s to kind of give it a different look. And so honestly, that's what it was. I was asked to join through a couple of different people, uh, which I thought was flattering. And, and it was really their perspective was like, let's just get some new new takes on it. So that's kind of where it all evolved, you know, trying to bring a fresh perspective also from, you know, a newer runner too, because I had recently joined the game. So that's a lot of it. And since then it's, you know, been on and popping, as I like to say, it's just that I'm, I'm on the board, I'm a race director, or I do some coaching with their winter marathon training team. So I just feel like in our community, as much as we love to run, we also have to give back because it takes a, a village. It takes a lot to make this running community work. Um, yeah. So that's really the, the main component. It's just just giving back, and and at that point, coming in from a different perspective. And you talk about that giving back uh, to the run community and what that feels like. So as your running journey is beginning in Richmond, what was it about that beginning? Because I, I have to assume, I have to feel like you know, part of wanting to give back was being so welcomed into that community. And, and the community really embracing you and bringing you in. And so what were those first group runs like? What were those first few races with the community like? You know, um, who are the folks who are, who are reaching out, who are trying to get you involved? What are they doing in that situation? That's a, that's a really good and a fun flashback for me. Because my first 5K was with one of my good friends, Rainy Niklowski, heavily involved in the community as well, which yep. is our club president. Uh, and, and, you know, I didn't know a thing about 5Ks at all. I just started running. I met her through a mutual friend, and she was telling me about this autism 5K that was happening in Innsbruck. Fast forward, I was like, hey, if I just show up, would you show me what to do? You know, because I was nervous. And, and she was just so willing to do that, right? So that was my first initial interaction with a Richmond runner. And she had just started as well. But she was mm -hmm. like, absolutely show up. Uh, and then subsequently, we joined a uh, program, the, the half marathon training team and the coaches and the people with these training teams. A lot of people come back year after year. And so that first year was 2013. Everybody on that team was so welcoming. They were, you know, giving us advice as to, you know, things that could help improve our runs. So for me specifically, I used to wear really big pants when I ran. But it was nice to have people go like, hey, you know, just an FYI, you might want to try shorts, you know, because that's going to help you out. They're right. But, you yep. know, it's, it was just from from rainy and inviting me to that race and then joining training teams and not feeling like the new guy and the new, mm -hmm. like, or the new gal. Everybody was just so, so welcoming with um, not just tips and advice, but just embracing us during our long runs. Yeah, I remember a lot of those long runs running through downtown Richmond, you know, crossing over the river, running through Pony Pasture and... Uh, you know, I was a part of race team RVA when I was there, but I just remember when we would run in downtown Richmond, you know, it would just be, it would be race team RVA. It would be Richmond Roadrunners. It would be sports backers. It'd be all these groups. 
Um, and I used to always find it funny that you just run into somebody and, and they wouldn't be a part of like the club that you started with, like this club, but we all kind of knew each other. And so then we'd kind of hook up and run, you know, a little section of stuff together and, and do all those things. Uh, and it, it reminds me of kind of the way that, that I got into the Richmond running community too. You know, I got in through Troy Unger at, at Lucky Road. Um, and, and it's just like, you know, in, in inviting someone out and, and what that invitation does and then the follow up on the invitation, right? It's not like they're just like, Hey, come to this run club. And then like you come to the run club and they don't talk to you or like nobody talks to you. Um, so what was that? What was that like to feel included, like right on the front end? Like, did you automatically feel like you were part of the community? Was there like imposter syndrome of like, oh, I don't feel like I belong here? What was going through your mind in that time? That's great. This is another really good question. You know, I think there was initial imposter syndrome in my own head because I didn't feel like I mm -hmm. was fast enough. I didn't feel like, and it's interesting. I'm an admin on the page RVA All Runners. And when I was offered that head admin position on that, I kind of felt like that page, in my perspective, was was that, was that the runner runners and that people, your casual runner couldn't come up in there and talk about that. So for me to say that I didn't have a little bit of that imposter initially would be inaccurate. Now, I don't mm -hmm. know if you know, but I'd love to talk. So for me, you know, Perfect. as I get shocker, right? Um, so for <laughs> me, that made it easier to adapt. Not that this community is tough to adapt or welcome you anyway. But, you know, me not being afraid to talk to a stranger really made a big difference. But to, to think there wasn't a little bit of that imposter syndrome when I first started and I was a little bit slower and I was a little bit heavier in my, you know, my perspective. And I felt like I didn't look like the mold um, was was there. So it was really nice to see Richmond just crush that so quickly. Like Richmond doesn't care, you know, all different types. Yeah. And, you know, we talk, you, you were saying something that reminded me of this. I always affectionately call running the sixth love language. Yeah. It doesn't matter what city, if I'm in Hampton, it doesn't matter where I go. In fact, I met somebody in the airport who lives in Chesapeake and we're still friends to this day because he was wearing a running coat, right? Um, it doesn't matter, you know, what city you're in or what races you do, it's our love language. So I think that was a component to why I was able to adapt so easily in this community too, even though Richmond's is great. Yeah. And and I think that's the hope and desire, like when any of us enter a community of any kind. And it's one of the things that I've grown to love and, and, you know, I go to other running communities. I just hope and pray. I'm like, man, I hope these folks are as, you know, not necessarily accepting, but I hope they're as like chill. Um, and, and as we have our run club down here in, in, in Portsmouth, you know, we always try and reiterate. It's like, you know, we don't care how fast you go. We don't care if you run, we don't care if you walk. Um, and to the point where like myself and my co-leader will like, we'll do, you know, just just run with us like we'll do like group run and and mike and i who's our other leader we'll say all right the person with the easiest pace that's the pace we're going tonight and we'll have people like walk up and say oh, i don't want to slow you down like y'all got a workout to do it's like no 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 we just want to run with people mm -hmm. um and i think about how like big of a step that is for a lot of people who are entering these communities because when you feel like you're running alone even if you're in, even if you're in a group, I feel like if you're running alone, if you feel like you're the the loner of the group, or you know, you're that last runner in the group who's always like, you know, I'm always the last one in the run club done, or you know, everybody's always waiting for me, kind of thing. It it, it fills me with so much joy to hear these stories of run communities that are you know so welcoming, so accepting, so you know all inclusive of just anything. 
And so now we kind of flash forward to where you are now. You know, you're one of the leaders in the run community. You're, you know, coaching with with winter with winter marathon training. You're running the social media. You're uh, a, a race director, right? And you're doing all of these things. And, and you talk about how the early times became formative to what you're doing right now. Um, and so, what does that look like? for you as you're, you know, running with roadrunners, as you're running with sports backers, as you're planning events, you know, what does that look like? What are you seeking? You know, you're not just seeking to offer that acceptance, right? There's, there's gotta be more to it. What's, what, what else are you looking to kind of help others to be able to do? I think for, for me specifically, and I don't know about the leader in Richmond, I appreciate, I appreciate the kind words. I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it really is making everybody, for me, when I'm coaching, when I'm out running with people, it's making them comfortable is really what it comes down to, Andrew. Whether that is by, you know, as you mentioned, running that pace with them or just letting, you know, for me run my mouth while they just continue to run because that's a big component of it too, just to keep them sidetracked. Uh, I think to me, it's just, it's really just making everybody feel comfortable in this environment. I think there's stereotypes that people have in their own heads about what does a runner look like? What does running mean? Am I officially a runner if I only do a mile? And I think it's quashing those types of things and doing that via training teams, doing that via races. So when we do the Frostbite 15K in Richmond, got my plug in, um, there you you go. Know, when we do, when we do that race, we leave it open for 16 minutes, right? And Mara George and I, the other race director, we're never going to leave somebody behind if they don't do that 16-minute mile. So I think that's what it's ultimately about for, for me specifically is making sure everybody understands that no matter what you do run-wise, no matter what the pace is, what the distance is, what races you do, that you're part of that community. And it ties a little bit back to the RVL runners thing. When I came in with that page, kind of making that feel a little less intimidating you know with some memes and some jokes and i just think that's that's my main component on what i want to give back through the training through the the stuff like that it's just that acceptance and so what is so what is your ultimate hope for running yeah loaded question i think my ultimate hope to be transparent with you is that i wish we would there's this isn't necessarily a negative thing. I don't want to make it sound negative, but I wish sometimes we would just focus less on pace. I feel like sometimes um, we always want to push and push and push. And I don't say we, but there's a good chunk of orders to do. And it can start to suck fun out of it. And so I feel like sometimes we just need to step back and realize running is a joy that we're lucky to be able to do it, right? And not to worry about pace so much. That's one of my get off my long grandpa things that I get mm-hmm. stuck on. And it's another thing that I'll say that you don't see as much in the ultra marathon world. Like yeah. ultra marathon world is so different, right? Because people don't care about your pace and stuff. So for me, from, from a, what I would change in a perfect world perspective is people just not worrying so much about pace. Um, flip side of that, I, I wish running would get a little more love nationally. I think we know we we talk about uh, running, and we here in Richmond we got Kira Diamato. I don't even think yeah. Richmond understands the fact that we have an elite runner in ours, and yeah. I just don't know that running is a sport that gets enough love socially and globally and nationally. So uh, that for me, from that perspective, I just love to see more of that, and I'm sure you would say the same. Yeah, and you know, I think. A lot of it starts with this communal understanding. You know, I think that there's something about running that 
everybody can coalesce around and everybody can bring themselves around. Uh, and I mean, you know, we runners joke about the cost of shoes and, and all the right equipment, but you know, at some level running also feels like so accessible. Like you can get into the shoes, you can get into the, the shorts, the, the microfiber t-shirts, all of that stuff. Uh, but the thing that I love most about your story is like, you're starting out and you're running in like long jogger pants. Um, and you know, probably have an old beat up pair of Nikes that have, you know, that were bought like in the, in the nineties or not. I don't know. Oh, but, no, for sure. And not to cut you off, but I was in DSW. I always tell people this now in hindsight. You can't yeah. just go buy running shoes. FYI, just because I say running doesn't mean... So you're right. I had the wrong shoes. I was wearing my cotton Wells Fargo shirt. I was wearing long pants. And it is. It's it's that evolution. Yeah. But but the accessibility on the front end is just, you know, did, did someone telling you, it's like, hey, you, you might want to get shorts or something like that. You know, it, it's not even something like that that, that discourages people, but... It's, you know, you come into the community and you feel welcome. And then, you know, someone comes up to you and is like, hey, I think you'd be more comfortable in shorts. And, you know, it's it's the building of community and the trust that we have for those around us that kind of comes from those early days where, you know, there was no judgment for for wearing the long pants or the cotton shirt. Um, you know, I give a guy in our run club who's been coming for a little while grief for the cotton shirts. He's like, I just find them more comfortable. And I'm like, oh, that no, that's cool. We're, but we're going to keep playing around with this because cotton is very uncomfortable. <laughs> I always say everybody's physiology is different, right? And their body is yeah. different. Like, you're right. It might eventually get told. And when the and when when the folks find that joy, you know, then that creates that environment. And to me, that's the best thing is mm -hmm. watching these folks come in. And, you know, they'll joke, they'll be like, oh my gosh, Andrew, like you're so fast. And I'm like, yeah, but that's, that's my journey. Like that's, this is where I am. Um, and now a lot of folks, now a lot of folks in my club get to kind of see me struggle with running and be much slower than I was even earlier this year. And, you know, it's, it's still having fun. Like, you know, I can get down about the paces. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm a much better positive person when I can find the joy, even at X pace, that might be like two or three minutes off of where I was in the spring. Right. Um, and it's being comfortable in that joy, right? Absolutely. Um, and knowing that you're around people that aren't going to judge you for that, which is yeah. great. You know, that they understand that you're now maybe going through some issues that have taken your pace back and that's okay. You know, it, they're not judging you like, man, Andrew's slow again. And that's what you said is the welcoming. It's the community is just, I always say this about specifically my uh, marathon training team of sports backers, but it's real in it. We're one big family. It's a run family, which is why when we do these turkey trots, it's not just about running on Thanksgiving. I, I honestly truly think we all feel that's like our extended family. And so we get to run yeah. with them in the morning and go hang out with our family. And that's what's great. And going back to what I think is good that you're out there, Andrew, kind of showing folks that that your run game can change. Because mm -hmm. I have had many runs during summer during a marathon training team where I just haven't felt it. You know what? So what yep. do I do? And I'm the head coach of that team. So and I don't do this with intent. I'm going to stop either way, you know, because I know yeah. it's best for my body. But it shows people that put this perception in their head that you're the club organizer or Chris is a head coach. Like he should be able to get through this run. But guess what? Sometimes I can't, you know, and it shows yeah. that we're all, again, we're not professional collegiately trained, but we all have our days. And so setting that example, I think is good 
to show. And everybody needs to understand that let me change that word. I hope everybody understands that, you know, when you're having a bad run, it's okay to stop. It's okay to stop. Yeah. Well, and I think from from the top, from the leadership, right, that that message comes with so much weight and so much impact as as we're building community because people look towards these leaders. And, you know, when they when, you know, sometimes we don't have the perfect race, right? Sometimes we just completely explode and blow up and, you know, we cross the finish line and man, that was just an, an awful race. But, you know, gathering and collecting ourselves because we know that, you know, some of our friends, some of our family, some of those folks that are in our run community, you know, they're coming across, they're about to come across the finish line too. And, and they've been struggling um, as well. And, you know, I've had some times where I crossed the finish line and, you know, some, then someone else crossed the finish line and we're just commiserating on a bad race. But then we go and we're just like having fun because we realize that it's like, oh man, you know, I had a bad race, but it's okay. Cause like, one, you know, there, there there could be another one, right? I mean, it's, it's not always guaranteed, but I hope there's another race. Um, but also, you know, the the example that we set for community is, you know, we can't let a bad day kind of get us down, get to us. We we can keep moving forward. So what so what is the what is the community meant for your personal running journey? As you've been running, what has it meant for you? How have you seen yourself as a runner grow just in the in the past number of years as you've been not just a part of but leading this running community easy on the leading <laughs> but you know I, I you know for me it i always tell people and i was talking about this i think with virginia cap trail running for me has been more than just physical it has been mentally um it's mm -hmm. helped me mentally become stronger i think when you realize that you can run five miles, 10 miles, whatever distance, right? Once you realize you can do that, there's really not a whole lot you can't do. I mean, I used to be so nervous, Andrew. I used to be so nervous going downtown Richmond because I would be, even with Google Maps, that I was going to get lost to go down a one-way street. Yep. It may sound silly to some, but, you know, as, 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 you know, kind of bizarre as it may sound to people, once I started running distance, I was like, I can run 10 miles. I can figure out how to get downtown Richmond. And it just gave me an extra bit of swag. So, you know, the 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 evolution of me physically has been great. I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life at, at 45, you know, because I've been doing the running for 10 years. But I'm also best uh, mentally. I, I'm mentally stronger now than I was pre-running because it just gives you swag that it should give you because it's not easy to run. And if it was easy to run, everybody would do it. So uh, for me, that's a lot of what, what this whole thing's given. And the community. Let's not, my social, I've got many friends that I've been friends with pre, I don't say pre-running because they're all friends. But, you know, pre-running that are, are still connected. But man, my social base and the friends that I've made via running has been off the chain. And they've been there for not just the bad runs, but also other stuff that's happened in life as well. So yeah, I think running is giving me a lot, a lot, not just with a physical and mental, but also from the social component. Man, I mean, I can't even begin to to think how much that social component really helped me when I moved during the pandemic, um, because I had the I had both ends of the spectrum. I had the Richmond community that I was leaving. Um, and I just remember all those folks in the Richmond community, you know, we found out I was leaving and then, you know, we knew back in like January before I had moved, um, 
And I started to mention to some folks, hey, you know, probably move in this summer. And then, you know, COVID hits. And I just remember like all of them being so supportive and watching out for me and, and checking in and all that stuff. And then getting down there and just like now, I, can't, I mean, even just separate from COVID, but, but having no one to like run with, even if it's just like once or twice a week, right? I mean, you know, I'm not, I can run by myself if I have to, you know, toss on the headphones, turn a podcast on, maybe some music, whatever. Um, and just remember feeling like, man, I just need something, some, somebody, some group to push me forward in my run journey. Cause I felt it had just stagnated. Then being able to, to create that community down here has been such a gift, uh, mm -hmm. for that social aspect. And again, not even like noticing times, you know, going up, but it's even just like the, the distance feels easier right because i mean i know you and I, well, I mean we're not putting down small distances a lot of times you know we're putting five ten you know for you a lot more miles than that um you know we're not putting down any small distance and even if we're running it alone like even a couple of runs a week that we can just do with like a friend or you know your run club uh a group run or something like that i mean just the amount of like spirit lifting that that gives me i, I think that's the biggest thing that community plays and hoping that other folks find that as well. Yeah. I, I'll say I do. I do too. I love for me. I've always said this and I coach this. You have to have your solo runs because when you get out on race day, you may be with your friend. You may not be with your friend. So it's good to have your solo runs, but you yeah. also, you have to, you don't have to, but you're going to want to mix in these other runs with folks. Cause as you said, time flies. I think there is also the same thing as we talk about power in the pack with dogs. There's power in the pack mm -hmm. with runners. And to be honest, I really haven't done but so much, for example, speed work in my life. Like, I've done some speed work. I'm the worst coach ever saying that, but I haven't done too much. But you know what? When you're, <laughs> when, when you're with a pack, you get faster, right? Because you will yeah. end up finding some people that will chase. So it's not only good from the mental component and the distraction component, but, and I do this with runners too. Sometimes Coach Chris will get in the front a little bit with intent, you know, not to be antisocial. But, you know, it's a little what I call reindeer game that I play to get them to get a little go a little quicker, just as I did chasing people like you, like, you know, at your pace and your sevens, that'd be fast for me. So I would have to chase you. So just being around people who you can chase as well improves you mm -hmm. from, from your running component, too. And I mean, and in terms of encouragement, you know, it means so much to a lot of folks, I think, for that to happen. You know, I remember. Uh, when I first started with race team, you know, Troy would just blister off um, so that he could stop to make sure that like either everybody went the right way or he would like run ahead and then just start cheering at some point in time on the long run course that we were doing or something like that. And it's a lot of those memories that just stick with me. Um, and again, that that kind of reiterate that whole journey of we recognize we're in community together. Um, and we can have our individual goals because because I I'm, my biggest thing is I remember Troy trying to break 130 and he was like 13 seconds off at one event. Um, and, and I made I'm like, dude, if you hadn't like stopped all those times during long runs, he's yeah, like, right. yeah, but I mean, you should have sipped and gone at that sag. We call yeah. that sometimes people go to, you know, sags are different for everybody, but sometimes yeah. you sip and go. Maybe you sip and yeah. go. Yeah, a quick cat. But but I mean, you know, the, the encouragement and, and knowing that, you know, for him, the 130 was the goal. 
but, but also being able to intermix that goal and recognize, all right, this is what I need to do alone to hit that goal. But this, like, I can't allow it to like overcome the the fun that we're having as a community together. And I think that becomes like such a huge component for all of this when we start to think about, you know, how running community affects us and what it's done for us. And then we're like, oh man, now I now I have an opportunity to give back because, you know, I mean, you can only be a part of a community so long before people start looking to you as like, oh, now you're the seasoned veteran. You've been here twice. So now you know what's going on. Um, and that that becomes sort of the the branch, the olive branch to go and to see the other people who are either new or maybe unsure of things and be able to support and encourage them, especially in a city that's laid out so confusingly as Richmond. Um. <laughs> true. It's very true. <laughs> but I will also say a little bit to what you're saying about Tori. That's also, I think all of us have to coach some capacity during our runs in some way. Like, I think yeah. we all, you know, like that's Tori being an amazing coach too, right? He's going to make sure that he's not running his 130 pace on that day. He's going to dart out, make sure everybody's, you know, good to go still that's running that day with him. And I love that. And I think we yeah. all need to do that when we're running with our friends. Like, it's not always about your pace, your pace, your pace. That's what makes the community feel. That's what makes me not feel excluded is that you're, you're maintaining my pace. Yeah. And, and for a lot of us who are running those, you know, seven, eight flats on a regular basis, you know, sometimes it's recognizing that, hey, I'm, I, I don't need to always be super fast. Maybe let me uh, drop back to a 10 flat and, and run and enjoy some community. It's not going to, it's not going to tear my legs up to do it. You know, it's actually going to be healthier for us in the long run. That's right. Yeah. That, and that's a whole different conversation we can get into about run slower to get faster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a firm believer <laughs> in that. But yes, you know, it, yeah. it's all it's just so important that when we're with people that, that you, you're you're maintaining that pace with them and that you're not. You know, it's OK, like I said, to play that reindeer game and push a little bit, but you don't want anyone to feel excluded because you're like, I don't know, acting dramatic while you're running. But we just our communities doesn't do that. We just slow down. We stay with each other and we make it happen. And that's what I love. about Yeah. Pushing. And that's the ultimate point about building community is, is it's all about, you know, we're in this together. Um, and I wonder how many of those folks when they're, you know, running Richmond half, Richmond full, uh, they're coming down and running Shamrock in the spring or they're doing Marine Corps or any of those marathons, how much of that encouragement that they've had on those, you know, 15, 18, 20 mile long runs is, is driving them through that race. Um, I think they probably put, they pay for it as well, right? You see people out yeah. cheering more for people. And I think that's what's great as well as paint the pain forward, you see. Yeah. And another big thing that I'll mention that I have always loved about the oh. Richmond running community is it, it's one of the only running communities. When you come, if you ever, if for listeners, if you ever run the Richmond Marathon, Richmond Marathon, Half Marathon, you will see people all over the course with just bright colored shirts that say coach, just running alongside people. Um, and those are the marathon, half marathon training team, coaches, participants who are out there helping runners. And I, it, it's one of the only marathons I see it at, um, but they literally will jump on, take a few miles with you, help you get to where you need to go, encourage you. You know, I've had folks grab water for me at a water stop just to help me along. Um, and man, I mean just the expression of community that exists in that moment that this community cares so much you know you have a lot of folks who offer like marathon training teams 
But how many of those marathon training teams will have, you know, oh gosh, what is it like 30 coaches that y'all have? Oh gosh, no, there's at least uh, probably combined between the half and the full, at least 60 to 70, if not. Oh my gosh. Marathon training is pretty big as well. Um, Yes. But you're right. It adds a component to, to that race. And I was thinking, I was, I always talk about this affectionately. There's been so many marathons where I would have loved to have a coach out there with mm-hmm. me to kind of give me that push. One of them was, you know, I think about, you know, the five hour marathon. Like I've had a five hour marathon. We talked about, it. you mentioned we have some yep. tough races. I'll go back to that real quick too. Some of those tough races are the ones that you're going to end up remembering the most because you push through it. And mine was Dismal Swamp. I did Dismal Swamp in April of either one year ago, two years ago. And it was super, <laughs> super hot. And I just couldn't, I just had nothing to me. But anyway, you know, those those tough ones are the ones that end up I look back and go, but you know what? You push through it. It took you yeah. five or four, but you didn't quit. Um, but yeah, the coaches are just I, I can't speak highly enough about the the sports backers marathon training program. It is about you all out there. It is about if you run Richmond and you've seen this little guy out there, I've probably told you a dad joke. Like I'll do whatever it takes <laughs> just to distract you, you know, while we're going across that bridge. Uh, and it is because you're right. It's it's about why it's the friendliest marathon is because on marathon day the coach is there for you and help you get through it. And it's it's just yeah. an extension of community. Well, and the fun thing is a lot of times you know they'll I mean they'll wait and they'll run with you know the sports backers training team folks that they've been training with for for months, but they're also there cheering on. You know, I uh, races nowadays they have you with the ability to write your name on your bib. Um, and that's probably one of the greatest things because I'll toss my name on there. And then all of a sudden someone will say, go Andrew. And I'm like, how'd you know my name? <laughs> and, and, and you know, what's funny. And I'll, I'll continue to say this to people. You never know when I love, first of all, I love cheering runners on. I love being on yeah. the side because you don't know when that person needed that. Good job, Andrew, or get it, Chris. And like, there's been so many races that I'm like, yeah, they're right. I can, you know, it, it's just that yeah. one little push. So. That's part of like, in, in a, we're going past the run community. That's part of just your your city and your your cities, yeah. you know. And and Richmond is a very run in dominant town, and so I think Richmond appreciates seeing us out there pushing, and so that's why they give us that love. And and you're right, you need it, you get it when you need it the most, you know. And you didn't even realize it mm-hmm. last year. Oh man, I mean, I yeah, I could talk about Richmond all day. It's <laughs> so great. You guys uh, have but, a great community too. Look, I run, I we run do. a lot down there. I've done Dismal twice. I I love one city. One city to me is one of the best marathons. Uh, I people would think that I'm a stockholder of some capacity as much as I talk about <laughs> one city. But you guys have a great community as well. Yeah, and it, it, it's so interesting to see the dynamics in different communities, and then to 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 be wholly just like a part of hampton roads and then going and visiting other running communities and seeing those little niche things that the running communities do um and i mean it's part of like the big reason that i tell folks you know having started this having started this podcast that i'm like because i i I started by inviting like a lot of my hampton roads connections and then kind of you know reaching out and looking like all right well they're like, was this a Hampton Roads podcast? I said, no, I just, I want this to be a run community podcast, a podcast about community and to highlight the greatness of all these different communities. Because, you know, a part of Richmond for, for five, six years and running in Richmond and doing all that and just seeing how great it is. And then moving to Hampton Roads and it's like, man, this is a great running community too. And it's like, 
every running community has its own little thing that it offers, you know, uh, e and even here at Hampton Roads, you know, you have like the Tidewater Striders who are offering just like these great, awesome, like competitive races. And then you have like JNA Racing, um, shout out for them, um, who, th I mean, they're just like offering these great parties. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, seriously, like, that's what it is. And I've done the Halloween one. Fantastic. But I haven't done Shandy yet. But I hear not only is it, and, and that's what brings people down though. So JNA is yeah. doing because it's not only is it a good race, but we want to celebrate afterwards. And if you're going to make it even yeah. excessive and, you know, egregious celebration afterwards, we are coming down. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. People kind of waddling on the, on the sand, on the ocean front after running 26 miles. <laughs> That's right. Especially after a beer or two too. And then they're really waddling. <laughs> like, oh yeah. 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 No, you get four, you get four after Shamrock. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard that it is. They're bringing the big, Richmond's got to step up with that Hardywood. <laughs> I know. Hey, this year they gave out cans, so that was nice. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's let's close out this conversation. I got a few end of podcast questions that I love to ask folks. So, Chris, what is your favorite distance to race? Uh, you know, it's in horse markets. Don't get mad. It's a, it's it's a fifty k. Uh, you know, I've been more team ultra marathon, uh, any capacity for a couple of the reasons we talked about. So, I do love. Yeah. Uh, but I also flip side, I love to go drop a 5k because it's so challenging. It's underratedly challenging. That could be a different podcast about that. But uh, I do love 5k, but I'm more I'm, I'm enjoying the ultra marathon life. What is the what is your favorite race that you have ever run? Hands down, Chicago. Chicago. Uh, Chicago was just, it, you know, is first it's a major. So I probably should expect it a good time. But it was so efficiently run. Uh, the city, running through that city from that capacity was just fantastic. It's just a really, really good event. I've run some interesting ones. I liked Fort Lauderdale, too. I know that's crazy because that was warm. Post-race was good. But Chicago overall. And I do have to give a shout-out. I know it's just rambling to, to Marine Corps. Because there's mm. something about the... there's. That's the most emotional I've ever been during a race, specific to the Blue Mile. And you hear about the Blue yeah. Mile. And so maybe you work it up in your head, but it was, it was literally what everybody talks about. But Chicago yeah. was the best. Fort Lauderdale was fun. Uh, and emotion and component, definitely uh, MCM. Yeah. So what is your go-to pre-race meal? Pizza. Pizza. That's the a good one. Thing I know. And you guys had this really good pizza place down in Chesapeake that I went to. Gosh, close to my hotel. And if I can remember to give them a shout out. But uh, pizza, pizza is much younger. It's close to where the Gelati Celeste is. It's on that strip, that street. There's a little shopping center up there. Okay. Probably That's not coming to mind. Chesapeake anyway. is such a big city. <laughs> I know. Check it out. <laughs> All right. And you're going out just for a, a, a nice, easy, easy run. What is your go-to running shoe? What are you slipping on your feet? A team Adidas Ultra Boost all day long. All right, all right, man. I've been, on the boost I've been on that wagon since they came out, and then Kanye threw me for a loop for a little bit because he liked them so much, and they were hard to get. But I'm team uh -huh. all day. Uh, I haven't worn anything else in probably eight or nine years. Okay, all right, very nice. Fun fact: They're a great casual shoe when you can retire them. Yeah, no, I always use my shoes as casual shoes when I retire. Them. I was yeah. joking the other day. I've got like, so I saw something on, I think it was threads and it was like, how many pairs of running shoes do you have? 
And I like responded back. I'm like, are these running shoes that we actually run in? Or is this running shoes that we have in on our person at any one time? Um, Cause I'm pretty sure in my car, I have about 10 pairs. Now, how many of those actually get run in? Probably about two or three. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, and listen, when's the last time you had to buy shoes? We don't have to. So that's not community, but that's another perk of running is look, you wear them and then you don't have to buy shoes to wear casually. You can still rock them after they're run dead for my <laughs> You just said, how often do you have to go buy shoes? I'm like, oh, man, uh, every three months. That's it. <laughs> All right, Chris, it has been amazing and great to talk to you. Uh, you know, I can't wait to come back up to Richmond to to get in some races. I'm, I'm signed up for Richmond Marathon. Well, half marathon um, this year. So I'll, I'll see you all for that. But I'm pretty sure I'll be up for Monument as well, because I always come up for Monument. Talk about a fun race. Gosh, that is to me what I affectionately call National Richmond Day. It is National. Oh my Monday. gosh! It's almost a little bit of like Mardi Gras for us, uh, not for the runners per se, but you know, as you're going down Monument, people are locked into their houses, so they're just having a good time, and they should, right? So yeah. they're just having most of the stuff. It's just such a vibe. So everybody down there that hasn't done it, you know, I think sometimes people write that race off because it's so crowded, or you know, various reasons. You, you got to do it. It is. It is a it, if you get into the seeds, it can be PRable. Um, yeah, it's fun, just a fun, fun day, and you know, hang out in Richmond and enjoy it. It's just, the city's evolved so much, and that puts you right in the as you know, yeah. to be right in the midst of the good restaurants and all that stuff. Too. Yeah, well, and to talk about like running community and talk about like supportive running community. I mean, there is not a there is not a an inch of Monument Avenue that is empty on that day. I mean, that thing is is you know packed. From yeah. the time it starts at, you know, eight o'clock and and even like some of the the super late waves, like the Walker waves, I mean, they're still getting, you know, people two rows deep, you know, who are cheering. And if not more than were there for the runners when they came through for the for the leaders. But yeah, I mean, uh it, it's so fun and and so great just just how much that community has just blossomed with community. Yep. And I think that's all, honestly, it's, just, it's perfectly a perfect way to kind of wind up this conversation uh, yeah. is that Monument 10K is exactly what Richmond's about. You've yeah. got all paces, you've got all times, you've got people that don't even go out till 11 or 12, but the streets are still lined up. People are still cheering them on. You've still got people out there, you know, showing that support for them, you know, which is, it's, it's exactly what the city's about. It doesn't matter what the pace is or what your, what your goal time is. Like no one's going to bail on you because you're doing a 13 or 14 minute mile back. They're going to cheer you on even more. And so that's EU crops monuments. MK is a good example uh, of this community in general. Yeah. I'll drop, I'll drop the link to monument in the, uh, in the podcast notes, but Chris, thank you so much for coming on. It was awesome having you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks for the opportunity. Again, thank you so much, Chris, for coming on. Thank you all for listening. And remember, make every mile count. See you next time.